Cutting Through Tech. Episode one, the number one mistake entrepreneurs make. Welcome to Cutting Through Tech, the podcast all about technical strategy for women leaders today. Now, you are listening to episode one of this show, so you might be wondering, what is it about? So we're all about quick and to the point insights, making technology simple and relevant for business owners. I'm Maxime, I'm a technical coach, software engineer and designer, and I work with women entrepreneurs in bringing their techie ideas to life. Now, I've also worked at a range of different companies such as HP, Adobe, SwiftKey and more, where I've created apps, uh, some which had over a million downloads on their first day of launch. But what I've realized throughout my career is that technology is often made out to seem much more complicated than it really is. Not to mention that increasingly, tech is at the heart of everyday life and with that also, you know, business. It's common now for businesses to have to consider a lot of different technical assets, from your website, to setting up email service for all your employees, to having an app perhaps, or even making hardware products. And so I put together season one, which is all about the foundations. So if you're looking to ride that tech wave, and you're wondering how, or maybe even why, well, you've come to the right place, so keep listening. In this episode, we are looking at the number one mistake I see entrepreneurs make time and again. So stay tuned if you want to know exactly what that is and how to avoid it. So let me tell you a story about a client I used to work with a few years ago. Now, she was a very successful businesswoman and she was looking to create an app to help other women. And she did what any one of us would do, really. Um, She got in touch with her network to find any software engineer because she knew that's who she needed to hire to get the app made. And through that, found some a range of different great people and ended up outsourcing the app to a team abroad. Now, at this point, uh, several months went by. She ended up actually spending a lot more than her allocated budget and the whole process taking a lot more time than she initially realized. But what's the tragic part of the story is that she ended up with an app that wasn't at all what she had imagined. Um, It didn't do what she wanted it to do. It didn't look like she wanted it to look. It didn't behave the way she expected it to. And so was ultimately left quite disappointed. Now, there's a variety of reasons where this could have gone wrong. But really, um, the approach you would think is completely sensible, right? You and I would do the same. It's a topic or an area that we don't know that much about. So we find local and trusted experts in that area through our network. Now, before we dive into the pattern that I keep seeing and what my client could have potentially done differently, I actually also want to touch on why this is important because I have been asked, you know, I'm a CEO, I'm a business owner, I'm actually too busy really to get into the details. Like, why should I need to know about technical details when really I'm running the business and the whole point is to hire a team or someone else to do that for me? And really, there is a there is a difference between doing, leading, and letting go, right? If you're doing, you're actively doing the work. And the last thing I would say is you should learn how to program and go make an app yourself. That's definitely not advisable. But what I often see people do is the opposite, which is completely letting go, right? Just because it's a topic or an area that isn't your expertise or it is at a level of detail that you normally wouldn't get involved in 
It doesn't mean you completely let go of the vision and leadership that you would normally show any other project. Because the problem at that point is that effectively now there is a big gap between your vision and the outcome. So this is why getting to grips with technical strategy is so crucial for businesses today. Imagine that you end up hiring a CFO or an accountant and you outsource the financial goal setting to them completely. So you have a vision, right, of where you and your company want to be in one year and five years and 10 years and 15 years, yet you set no revenue goals yourself. That is completely up for someone else to figure out based on your vision. Now, that means you're creating effectively a gap between the understanding of you and your vision and someone else's understanding of the vision and their take on it. And they might end up setting completely different goals. So staying connected, staying in touch and making sure everyone is aligned is exactly what you do as a leader. And it is no different with technology. This is why it's so crucial for businesses today to really get a grip on technical strategy because it's part of the whole system, just like everything else. And so what do I see go wrong every single time? Going back to my client, right? She tapped into her network, found some wonderful engineers and decided to hire a team to get an app made. Nothing wrong with the team in itself. However, the one mistake I see most people make is jumping straight into development or execution, right? You're focused on the how. How do I get this thing done and made? Because without an app, my, you know, it's just an idea. There's nothing truly tangible there. So you skip a bunch of steps and you go straight to trying to get it done. But really what I encourage you to do is take a step back and reflect on why are you making it, for whom, and what exactly is it, and what is it supposed to do for you? We'll be covering all of that in the next episodes, but let's look at why jumping that step and working directly with engineers is oftentimes an issue. The way I see it is, An engineer is a expert builder, right? Their expertise is getting a spec and putting it together the correct way, a robust way, such that it doesn't fail. Um, I mean, there are always bugs. (laughs) There are always bugs. But really, so it is solid and it works under pressure, if you will, right? Tons of people using it. You want the connection to stay up. You want the security to be tight. All of these different things. And so when you contact a developer and you say, hey, I'm looking to make this kind of product, they'll be like, yeah, cool. Just tell me what you want and I'll make it, right? But equally, and this is completely understandable as well, oftentimes business owners are like, well, I don't know what I need to give you because I actually am not too familiar with the process of creating an app or a website or whatever it is that you're working on, right? Um, So I'm looking at you, the expert in this particular area, to advise me on how to go forward in this process. But really, there's a big gap there. It's kind of like asking an electrician, a builder, and a plumber, right, for a family home. You say, I want a family home. I've got lots of kids. I um, entertain. I have lots of family that come over. I want to have a big Thanksgiving dinner. I want to have a big Christmas dinner and big birthday party dinners and so forth. And they're a bit like, cool, we, we can build you anything, but what exactly are we building you? Because the part that's missing there is the architect. Architects tend to think about the purpose of a space, the way people move through it, what they do in each area, how the areas are connected and how you gradually and naturally transition from one to the next. They then output 
a blueprint. And a blueprint is a detailed design of what exactly needs to be made, which the plumber, electrician, builders, and so forth then make robustly and to spec. That is their specialty. It's effectively the difference between building the right thing and building the thing right. The first is really based on your vision, right? What is it that you're trying to build and why? The second part is something engineers are often well suited at doing, which is building it right. But for that, they need to know what it is. And at the end of the day, the more vague an idea is, the more unexpected and unrecognizable the output is at the end of it. Now, that's not to say that you can't find amazing product engineers, right? And of course, the examples I'm giving here are fairly generic. But what I am trying to highlight is that everyone has different expertises, right? And making stuff in a solid and robust way is one of them. That actually takes a lot of time and effort. So the stuff around it, effectively what you're making, is up to you and maybe a few other people. What you make around it effectively requires a different team. But there is stuff you and your team can already do to ensure that the process goes much faster and gets you much more accurate results in the end. Again, this does not mean you need to get down into the details and do all the nitty gritty, but that vision, that idea that you have, there is work involved in translating that to a level that other people can pick up and run with. So that's what we're going to look at the next episode. Next episode, we'll be going straight into that what. What are you building? What is it supposed to do for you and your business? Before we look on further into customers, validation, prototyping, and all that kind of stuff. I really hope this was helpful and provided some clarity. And I'd love to hear from you. Has this happened to you or anyone that you know? Have you seen businesses take on projects like this, where oftentimes the end result wasn't quite what they expected? Hit us up on maxime at cuttingthroughtech.com. You can also find us on the website, cuttingthroughtech.com, where you can find all the show notes, upcoming episodes, and all kinds of resources for you to use on your next project. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe, and we'll be back with more awesome content for you. See you next time. Thank you.